Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to another episode of On The Line. I'm here with Callie, who is literally one of my favorite people on planet Earth. She is <laughs> so happy and just so amazing and just such a breath of fresh air. So welcome to the podcast, Callie. Oh, thank you. The love is mutual. I, <laughs> oh, love I remember when we met for the first time, it was like such an instant bond. It was. We had like a major like New York love affair. I know. I like saw you across the room and <laughs> I just was like, this is it. There's no other person for me. It's so true. So that was an It Cosmetics trip, it was. wasn't it? We went yeah. to New York for that trip and it was just so much fun. And the weather, I just remember it being amazing weather. Yeah, that Every was day. Funny. And I was just like, I just never want to leave New York. I know. I feel that way too. And I was so impressed by all of your props. You brought these like cute sunglasses. I did. And you love those sunglasses. I should have brought them for you. I, I feel know. like they really belong to you. <laughs> you wear them so well, those heart glasses. So cute. Okay, so let's get into the podcast. Um, so I guess what people know you most for is your Instagram and stuff like yeah. that. Is that right? Probably. I, I'd like to think that. That's probably where I've got like the biggest readership yeah such. I used to I started on um, my blog really I had a blog a website I still have it um, it's just calliethorpe.com shout out yeah <laughs> but I'm not as active on there I think obviously as micro bloggings come forward people are more active on um, instant social media sites so that's mm-hmm. kind of where I do most of the work now what is micro blogging I think basically it's like I think it's just like extra long Instagram captions where people like share their feelings but in you know, on Instagram, it's not just like quick captions. I share a lot, you know, on the on the Instagram. You know, yeah, I kind of want to do that, but also I'm like, is anyone gonna read it? Yeah, I get a lot. I actually get most of my engagement when I have like really kind of open, frank conversations on Instagram, because um, I think people. I don't know, maybe my personal readership, they come for me for something. Like, I don't think they always care that much about you know a picture of my plant in my living room. Right. But when I actually have a conversation about like I'm killed my plant and I feel like I'm having a shit week sorry can I swear on the pod of course cool um and like actually getting into the nitty-gritty of life that's kind of like I think what I find that interesting are the people's I love when I get onto someone's page and I like read really artsy stuff you know I'm really into that and I just love getting to know people and um hearing different perspectives that's what I really love so what made you decide to be so open on the internet um I originally had like seven years ago, I originally started blogging into the world um, as a diet diary in a time when I was trying to lose weight because I hated myself and I was um, just doing like mad, ridiculous things. Um, I was addicted to laxative teas. And, I did not know yeah, this. Yeah, it's like... It's, when was this? Um, back in just, I think just before 2012. Um, I just was, I've always had a weight issue and I was always like mega concerned about my weight and um, I always felt like everything that was going wrong in my life was because of my weight and I always felt like it was a huge hindrance to me and um I just was never that confident I was always like a bubbly person I I never had an issue of being like a bubbly confident person but I think I overcompensated with like the bubbly and the happy Kelly because I was so unconfident about the way I looked and so I thought like right okay well I'm gonna write a blog on the internet and I'm gonna share like my diet and basically I just used it as a way to like talk 
like absolute crap about myself and I put up images of myself and like tore myself apart and said like look how disgusting I am and I, I want to lose like this w- w- much weight by this time and it was just a horrible place you would really. write that on oh your my, blog yeah like look how disgusting I, I shared it I was literally like this is this is a picture I remember put, I was like talking to someone else about this but I had a picture of me on my birthday in TGI Fridays love TGIs love it um ridiculous size cocktails um but basically I'd like said like look how awful I look and like it's quite sad now because I think well that was my birthday and I had all my friends around me and stuff and um I just yeah I just really didn't like myself and um this like blog was like basically me talking about the desperation to lose weight and so that's how I started blogging but it wasn't how I ended up blogging because in the end I got rid of that blog um I love telling the name of the blogs I think it's so funny and I crack the joke on every single podcast I'm on so if you were listening to this podcast and have listened to me on others you'll know this joke but when I started the blog it was called slimming in the city <laughs> okay yeah classic and I like now refer to myself as like plus size Carrie Bradshaw Carrie Bradshaw but 200 pound heavier loving it but obviously the worst blog ever and so that got in the bin because it's hideous and um yeah and then I got rid of it because I was just like really tired of hating myself and um the only reason I kind of went out of that mindset was because I happened upon another plus size blog in America called gabbyfresh.com who was a she'd won a competition to be an MTV presenter and she had started her blog where she was sharing her fashion and she was the same size as me and I had literally never seen another plus size woman be so confident I've just never, like, growing up, I never had anyone who looked like me to represent me. Like, I think Dawn French was the biggest person who was on TV that really could represent me. And, like, she also talked about struggling about her weight throughout her career. So it was like no one I had met or had seen in TV or film had actually liked themselves at being plus size. And so when you're growing up and you hate yourself and you struggle, like, you're struggling with puberty and being at school and everything, if you have all these exterior messages saying like being big is bad um you know being thin is better um that's like literally what I felt and so when I found this blog I was like oh my god like you can actually be happy just as you are and no matter what stage or journey you're at in your life you can you can be confident and you can live a fulfilling happy life and it was quite shocking to me and I think it kind of shook me up and was like, Kelly, like you're wasting your life, like being miserable, hating yourself. You can still be on a journey to health. You can still want to take care of yourself, but you don't have to punish yourself every day, drink laxative teas till you're in agony, crying on the floor um, in pain. You don't have to miss out on having dinners with your your partner or, you know, saying no to things because you don't feel like you fit in or are good enough. Um, and so that's when I got rid of that one that slimming the city went in the bin and um i started a new page which was at the time called from the corners to the curve with the idea that there's no um there's no corner to a curve so you can make whatever you want out of your life and it was like i just would share my outfits and i would talk about style and like what it was like to try different clothes that i had never wore i like used to live exclusively in black leggings and t-shirts and clothes that was all black which is kind of funny because i am actually in black today but um yeah i just kind of was like i need to change this up and then that happened so did you literally just wake up one day and you were like i'm sick of this misery i uh, yeah i i know it's weird but like i just I just spent so long doing it and I just needed an I needed a way out, I needed an exit and I feel like I found it in a blog online. And it's so interesting because I always say to people now, I'm like, people have such negative opinions of social media, but it can be such a powerful tool for people to find their communities and find people that look like them that they can feel like they actually are normal. Mm-hmm. Um if you don't see representation, like you just don't feel like you're part of it. And mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I just was like, I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not hating myself, and um, I just was doing it while I was working, like in my administration job, which I've been doing. I just quit my job. Yeah. Um. So you know, people don't know that, but I was also like working part time doing my blog as well. Um. But yeah, I just was like, I needed to feel good, and I needed to like, I needed to like myself, like fully, not like oh, you're funny or you're friendly and, you know, you're kind and I, like, always want to give my heart to everybody. But I just never gave my heart to myself. And yeah. That, you know, I just really wanted to do that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what that's the story. Do you feel sexy? I do feel sexy now. Oh, Not girl. currently today, but, um, I mean, we all go through it. I like an egg today, but that's fine. I just literally <laughs> said that to you before we started the pod. But um, I love that you call it pod. The pod, yeah. <laughs> it's my new thing. 
Um, so is that kind of what the plus size, first of all, do you call it plus size? Yeah, I do. Okay. Is that what the plus size movement is kind of all about is representation and just self-acceptance? Yeah, I think um, it's so interesting because in an idealistic world, I would I would prefer there not to be labels because obviously we it would be better if everyone was treated equally and we didn't have to have plus size. Straight size is actually a fashion term for like size two, size zero and above up until size six. I think size maybe 12 or it's so funny because there's so much controversy and what's plus size what's not and I think it kind of loses the importance of the actual topic which we're already talking about which is um, embracing and feeling accepted like I think being plus size is is often negatively received yeah um plus size is just a label it's a term for me to help me find my clothes first of all in fact and if I go into a store I need to know whether or not I can actually find clothes in that in that shop and so it's a term that helps me but also it's, it's become quite an empowering term to me because for a long time I was ashamed of being my size and now I'm like this is me and I can't change myself this is who I am and the world is full of diverse people so why should we shame people for not fitting in with this like generic beauty standard view of the world and I don't I don't agree with it so I think it can be quite empowering I know some people don't feel comfortable with it I even am quite comfortable with being called fat I know people would, I wanted to ask you yeah, that yeah like people would cringe at that and they're like oh my god I'd never call someone fat but for me I'd grown up always been called fat and called myself fat and it was like the worst thing I could be called and now I like have taken that ownership back and I'm just like yeah I'm fat and what do you know what I mean it's like so what if I'm fat and I'm also kind I'm also I've also got lots of friends I have a great job like I don't think being fat is not exclusively different from being beautiful you can be both fat and beautiful you Mm -hmm. know like you don't they're not two separate things um it's a descriptor. It's physically like saying somebody's tall. Like, and I think I can understand why people have this negative connotation about it. But if we take, if we that actually tear it apart and look at it like that, you can. It's just a descriptor. Yeah, I actually was talking to another plus size blogger, and she was talking about the word fat, and I was so interested in it. And she said exactly what what you said. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. I've never really heard that before. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, for some people, it's never going to be something they're going to embrace. I completely understand that. And I, I'm, even now, I still, I do struggle sometimes because I, I do, do deal with a lot of abuse online. Um, and sometimes I'll see it and I'll be like, ooh, that hurts because it's often like tied in with something else that's quite nasty. And then, yeah, it still hits me. But I have to keep reminding myself that, you know, I need to take ownership of that and I don't let, I don't give the power to the people like that word I take the power for that word and you know what I mean yeah to me. well let's talk about trolling and negativity and I think it's honestly it's not a boring subject but I'm getting sick of talking about it but it's mm. just so prevalent and it's just it's we all get it so much um I assume you get it as well yeah. talk about trolling oh god um I mean I've literally had it since the beginning yeah because um I think people do not accept and do not like women who are confident in themselves and their bodies. I agree with that. They just don't like it. I don't even think it comes down to being big or small. I think it's just women who are confident in themselves. I think people have a problem with that. Yes, I agree. And that can be confident in your job. That can be confident in your looks. Yeah. That can be com- confident in your brain. Anything. Exactly. It's and <laughs> And I think people see weakness in things and they like to just run with it but I I often find that the people who say such horrible things it's, it's only purely a reflection of their own personal darkness and like I do I've struggled a lot because um a couple of years ago I went through quite a terrible experience when I was really heavily trolled where it got quite personal um I was getting abusive messages to my private emails accounts um I was kind of Someone threatened to dox me. Um, I had just every social media account was I was being sent abuse, and um, the story got picked up by news and magazines, and I was like seeing just horrendous abuse all, at all angles, and so, um, and that was because I was featured in Vogue, and people had a problem with that because I was the first plus size woman to be featured in an article on Vogue online. Is that um, true? Yeah, I had never seen a plus size. Well, I, it was it was in a roundup with other 
supermodels. It was like Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, Selena Gomez. It was like a real, I mean, I literally was like, what's happening here? Like, because it was just like, I am not a supermodel at all. Yes, you but, are. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it was really, it was like, what is happening? This is wild. And obviously, I was I was wildly proud. I was like, this is cool. Like, what a great space to be on. Like, Vogue's like one of the most famous institutions, there, fashion institutions there is. Um, but yeah, people have a problem with that, mainly men. Um, and is it mainly men? It is mainly men. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of women, and actually, I've spoken about this before, but a lot of plus-size women have um, do also um, ex- exchange n- quite nasty comments. And I think that, again, is a reflection of their own insecurities. It, they often say things like, I would never wear this, um, you look like this, and I, I, you know, you shouldn't be wearing this, like, plus-size people shouldn't wear this. Um, and I think it's their own inner fear of, like, their, their, their personal dislike of their body and mm-hmm. them putting themselves in their own constraints like I've always been told that you don't wear white because it's not slimming or you don't wear stripes because it makes you look wider and all these kind of things and so they have that their own insecurities and they project that onto the people and I get that a lot but majority of the quite severe abuse is men they have such a big problem with just yeah with like the plus size whole thing like a lot of the the abuse I get is surrounding obesity and promoting obesity and it's really frustrating because I'm not promoting obesity I'm just living my life online like everybody else like I don't go around with a sign saying hey everybody come and be fat with me I just say like hi I'm living my life I'm happy like here's a nice outfit I wore yeah and I think you know I just it's frustrating because people think that if you are uh, plus size that you don't deserve to have nice things and that if you have a special occasion like you should lose weight for it like oh I'll buy a dress but I need to lose weight to get into it do you know what I mean and yep. like it's quite sad and like I spent all my life doing that like I was like I can't have this bec- until I do this and I can't have that experience until I, I get down to this certain size and it's really saddening um, and and men in particular just just find themselves just automatically becoming internet doctors and PhD having a PhD and I'm just like oh, I just can't be bothered to argue with it anymore I'm like I'm not telling anybody anything I'm just living my life and sharing my story to help other women who feel unconfident and unhappy and to like inspire them to live their best lives no matter what stage or size they are or what journey they're on in life that that's literally it um but I think misery loves company and there's a, a large selection of people that hang about on the internet that their sole purpose is to be cruel to people. Yeah. Um, the kind of experience I dealt with during that was find, finding myself in a, a fat-hating forum. It was called... There's a fat-hating forum. Yes. It's, I won't... I hate saying it. Don't say I'm worried, it. But yeah, because I feel like people are going to Google it. But it, it's a website. I think it's on the dark side of the internet but um when it happened um and it, I was going through all the thing I, I came off the internet for a bit and then someone messaged me to say just to let you know I think I know why you're getting all this abuse and I'd been found on this horrible forum and it was where they had um in, this group of people had been encouraged to go and say all these horrible things and like um kind of come onto this comments page and say all these horrible things to me and they referred to me as like a swollen lump of lard and it um they wouldn't they just would like they would make squealing pig noises about me they were just horrendous really and like would just completely dehumanize me and um obviously extremely messed up so you know i just it's annoying because like as you said a minute ago um it's so frustrating having to talk about it because i don't want my story to be them like I don't want it to be oh that poor girl had to deal with all of that like there's so much good that's come out of what I've done and they're just a small portion of it exactly but I do have to speak out on it because I know that there are people who aren't as strong as me that that have to deal with this that yes. need to be told that it's unacceptable yes so it's like a it's like a vicious circle I'm like do I do I don't draw attention to it anymore because I think that's often what they want but equally there comes a point where you have to stand up for yourself yeah Yeah. exactly and it's like I said before like it doesn't happen just to to positive people it happens I've seen it happen to lots of bloggers where I mentioned this in another pub before but a guru gossip and like that whole like hysteria that happens there and it's just like I really just 
want to get those people in a room uh, yeah, and, and just ask say, them what's going on? are you all right? Yeah. Like, I love you. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure all of them are very good people. I'm but sure they are. I don't know. And like, I just I just find it in, really interesting. And, and yeah, I don't know. Okay. So I actually just, I wasn't going to do this, but I was just reminded of this thing that Jonah Hill posted um, the other day on Instagram. I love Jonah Hill so much. Okay. And he actually posted on his Instagram um, a comment. Yeah. So this was the comment to Jonah Hill. You are such a fucking poser, pompous douchebag. You were a fat nerd when you were a kid, and the fact that you think you were a skater isn't being true to yourself. Embrace that you were a dork and be real. He replies, I was both. That is being true to myself. This is just a poster I appreciated from someone who enjoyed our film. I can tell you're in a lot of pain. That must feel shitty. Hit me up if you want to talk to someone. Anger is just sadness held in too long. I'm here for you, dude. And that's really kind of the way I've started to look at haters and these comments, which is just they are going through something. Yeah. And I think that's another thing as well. I feel like, again, like the Internet becomes a community for people. And I think some people choose to outlet their anger and stress in a way that's not positive. And some people do it in a positive way. And. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, and I, I did this thing called Humans Not Trolls just shortly after it happened because I wanted to make a point that we keep separating trolls in a box that is trolls are these people that aren't really human. And it's like, they are, they have jobs, they can afford to buy, yep. the, afford the internet broadband connection they've got. They probably have families. Some of them are doctors, some of them are nurses, some of them work as office people. like Mothers, they, fathers. Exactly. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, they're going through something. And so it's hard to be like, to, to try and ignore your own personal pain on it. But then I'm just like, as I'm getting older, I'm just realizing that nothing I can do, nothing I can say can change their opinion. Mm-hmm. Their opinion is, again, a self-reflection. So I can only continue to live in my personal truth and just try and inspire people in a positive way so that when people come onto my Instagram and leave my page, they feel uplifted and inspired to be the best versions of themselves. And um, it doesn't have anything to do with size. It, it's to do with... You know, obviously, it does, well, it does have something to do with size because that's exactly what I share, why I share, why I share. But I think it's bigger than that in, mm-hmm. e- in itself. It's about just being confident in being who you are and not being afraid to be that. Yeah. I actually do have a question for you. And that is, do you ever get tired of talking about body positivity? Um it's really funny because sometimes I do because I feel like sometimes, I mean, I'm seven years into this. At the very beginning, everything, I had a thought on everything and I was like, this is the bikini and I feel so good in it. And like, you can wear a bikini and now I'm like, oh, I just want to be in a swimwear exactly. and not be a thing. But I understand that in whatever stage there is someone else who's watching me that mm-hmm. is not at that stage. So I am always mindful. One thing I do always say though is like, I always say to people, like, be careful with our wording and what we say, like, things like, you're so brave for being in swimwear. I don't like that term because I don't think I'm brave for doing something that's very normal. But equally, I do get messages from women that tell me they've never worn swimwear and have not taken their kids swimming because they're too frightened because they don't feel good in their bodies. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's definitely walking a tight plank of mm-hmm. deciding how to have that conversation. So I just I'm just very careful with how I say it. Um there's no judgment on people being at where they are where they're at with their body positivity and where I'm at where I am at. And I think I just want to get to a point more perhaps more body neutrality and kind of um body uh, neutrality. I've never yeah. heard that before. That's yeah. a beautiful idea. It's, um, yeah it's funny. I was talking about it yesterday but um we, yeah, it's basically about kind of neither being positive or negative, just kind of just being like, this is this it. This is it. This is my body. Yeah, and it's like, cool. Um, and I think realistically, you're always going to have days when things aren't good and there's mm-hmm. going to be days when things are bad. Yeah. And that is completely normal. I don't want to take that away from people. Like, I think positivity is a brilliant and incredible source of just goodness in people's lives. But I just think it's not realistic for every day for you to be absolutely like positive. Mm -hmm. You can't like life is hard and things get in the way that are going to disrupt that. And um, do you know what? Sometimes I was listening to my friend Alex, who um, lives in L.A., yet literally this morning on Insta story saying that having like dark days helps illuminate the light days like you need to have the good with the bad that's Mm -hmm. kind of how it works and so 
with body positivity, I look at it like that. Like, you're not always going to be 100% I'm okay with myself. Yeah. And you're also not going to be, you don't always have to be 100% I hate myself. So yeah. it's kind of just being like somewhere right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I really like that idea, actually. And I have a little story for you. Okay. I was naked in front of a man. Oh, my oh, God. I love it. Girl. Yeah, this, this, is not, this is what we're talking about on a pod. I'm <laughs> and he actually said to me, like, wow, you're so confident in your own skin. And I was like, well, first of all, why shouldn't I be? And second of all, this is just what I look like. Yeah. So I exactly what we've kind of been talking about. I'm not going to be like, oh, let me stand a certain way in front of you. And this it's like this is literally my body. Yeah, that's it. There's no hiding. Yeah, exactly. So, OK, believe it or not, this is a call in show and I have a caller for Ooh. us. OK, so we're going to play it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my name is Minna and I'm 24 years old and I'm from Egypt. So I have scars on my body. And sometimes I don't feel beautiful and I don't feel confident because I have these scars. So what do you think? How do you feel about having imperfections and how to deal with them and how to still feel, still feel uh, confident even though you have uh, like scars or anything like that? So yeah, thank you. Bye. So I feel like this question's kind of what we were just sort of talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, body neutrality is kind of like accepting them and being okay with them existing. I will definitely share a personal antidote with this because I've ha- I'm so clumsy. I know I mentioned this to you before, Essie, but I'm like the most clumsy person. I've had sev- several accidents in my life. I've had two major incidents on trains. I dislocated my kneecap when I fell in back in 2012 um, on a train station. And then two years ago, just before my wedding, I fell between the train and the platform and the tube. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got wedged in. Um, <gasps> That's terrifying. Yes, bloody terrible. But um, basically, I, just before my wedding, had the worst hematoma it was basically a massive kind of blood bruise that lasted i it's still there basically now and um i have just yeah it was horrid because i did not um i couldn't look at my leg because it was so bad i've also got knee um i've got scars on my knees because i've had injury i've had surgery on my knee from falling and i fell over in marrakesh on my birthday oh my god callie i'm just just crazily clumsy (laughs) but um I, yeah, I still, like, struggle with that because um, it's so hard because sometimes I'm, like, I see myself in a swimsuit and I won't even care about my body. I'll just care about my leg and, like, how it looks like there's something wrong with me. And, like, actually once someone wrote to me and they said, have you got a skin disorder? Because I'd had, like, this massive bruising up my leg and I had all this scar on my knee. And I just, it's really hard. And I can appreciate how hard it is to, like, deal with that. But the thing I just thing I always draw back to is that everybody has it yeah the reason why we don't see it is because we people airbrush it out like everyone has it everyone has scars and stretch marks and cellulite the thing is 
we just don't see it because advertisement doesn't, like, it doesn't exist. Like, even in advertisement, hair doesn't exist. They literally smooth out arms and legs and everything. And um, it's not real. Skin does not look like that. It has texture. It has pores. It has scars. It has everything. And I think scars can be a really beautiful a piece of art on your body and it can tell a story yeah like whenever I mean my story isn't very positive story but <laughs> but it's still a story and I still look back and be like remember that time I fell over in a Medina in Marrakesh and a, a donkey was next to me it was, it was actually a donkey next to me oh my god but it's a story and like you know just embrace the fact that it's your body and you only get one and just be grateful that you have a body that is functioning and like scars you know, they just, they are part of you. Yeah. It's just you. And I really think you have to just own this stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you can't own it at first, fake it till you make yes, it. Yes, I love that term. I love it too because it that's how I built most of my confidence. I just pretended I was confident until I actually was. Yeah, that is, honestly, that is truly it. Yeah, exactly. So switching pace a little bit, you just got back from India. I did. I would love to hear a little bit about that because I know you were kind of nervous. I was nervous. Yeah. I actually wrote a post about that on um, Instagram. I was nervous because um, I have um, – being bigger is hard, like, sometimes to travel because, firstly, people cannot be very kind when you get on the airplanes. Um, so um, What do you mean? Well, people can be – like, if you take up too much space, people mm-hmm. can be quite – not very nice about that. They can be quite obvious, like you're making, like they'll make you feel uncomfortable. Like, right. And it's, and yeah, you just feel very anxious. Like I'm too big to be in the seat. You know, I always fit in the seat. I, I, I never have issues with that, but it's just like, how do you stand that? How do you stand all that stress around everyday stuff like that? It's, that's the thing, which I think people kind of brush past when they talk about, like when you talk about the mainstream version of body positivity, it's all like, love your body and everyone's like great and curviness is in. And it's like, actually there's a bigger conversation to be had here about realistically how people who are my size navigate life and like having to be on a plane where you, um, for like 10 hours feel like you cannot move an inch because you don't want to like knock someone at the side of you because you don't want to take up too much space and that they're going to just think you're just fat and like just ruin them their their time on the plane and um and that's so that's an anxiety I have to hold and I have a lot of messages from women who say to me I'm too scared to travel because of it like what do you do like what if I can't fit in the seatbelt what if this and that and it's so wow I get so upset because I'm just like oh it makes breaks my heart that women feel like they don't want to travel because they're worried about their bodies and I'm just like Oh, it just makes me, it just breaks my heart. Um, So that's an anxiety I have to deal with. But also, um, when I travelled around Southeast Asia with my then boyfriend, my husband, Dan, we, I was like dealt a lot with um, kind of people staring, filming me, taking pictures. And that was quite uncomfortable. I think it's just a cultural, it's like part of their culture to not really maybe see a lot of people who are bigger. So, Mm -hmm. or plus size. So yeah, in Asia in particular, I was, um, yeah, that was quite uncomfortable. But um, in so I was worried about it for India, but actually it was just amazing. And I was with a group, it was um, for um, a tour company called Contiki, and they, so it's 18 to 35. So you're literally banded with a group of people you don't know um, from all across the world. Um, the people I was with are from New York, Australia, the UK, just everywhere. Um, Canada, there were some Canadians who were as Canadians. Um, and... Um, Basically, you just have to just just jump straight in it, and like I love making friends, and I you know I, I find it quite easy to do that. So I wasn't really worried about that, but I was worried about the perception that people might have of me, and like I I hate to admit it, but like I do worry about my body about in that sense, and I was nervous. Like, what if we do something that I feel uncomfortable doing? Like I did a rickshaw around Delhi, and I was so nervous because it's someone who cycles you, and I was just like, oh god, I'm, this is gonna just be so awkward. But you know what? I did it. It was amazing. It was fine. Like sometimes you have to face your fear head on and just go for it. And yeah. sometimes that. Yeah, sometimes it might be a bit uncomfortable, but I do think you have to do uncomfortable things in life. Like that, I I do believe that. You cannot sail through life with never feeling a little bit like unedged and like, you know, you just have to do it. Um, And I loved it. India's amazing. I I cannot, I cannot say 
better things about it. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. The poverty is extreme. It's very sad. But um, it's one of those places that just shakes you from the core. It's just so stunning. The food, the people, the culture, just everywhere is full of colour. It's so busy and hectic. And it just, yeah, it's just amazing. I literally loved it. I completely agree. I've been to India and I loved it so much. I'm dying to go back. Where did you go? We went kind of all over the place. We did the golden triangle thing and all that. But your trip looked awesome. And I actually have a call-in question kind of about your trip to India. So let's hear it. Hi, Kelly and Estee. I had a question in particular for Kelly because of her trip to India recently because I lived in India for 10 years and I'm not Indian myself, but it made me quite aware of the way that I dress and the way that I present my body um, when I was living there compared to how I would in a western country and I just wondered what your thoughts were on that whether that was interesting and exciting to you or just what you thought in general thanks very much were you nervous about what to wear um I obviously had done some uh, quite a lot of research about kind of like how to culturally dress in India um and um India is, the majority of India is Hindu. Um, There is a large population, um, I think 30% or maybe slightly less of um, of Muslims. So I was always mindful, especially when traveling through different areas, um, especially visiting temples and mosques to make sure I was dressing in the correct way. Um, But I think, honestly, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I particularly had to I felt the same way. Yeah, just like, it was neither here or there. I just was try or wherever I go, I always try to be as respectful as possible yeah. in, to, in, to the culture. Um, and yeah, I just felt like I just, I wore a lot of like maxi dresses. Yeah, you looked cute. I could love a good maxi. Um, <laughs> just like some maxi dresses and like jeans and like sweat, sweaters because sometimes it was cold in different places. Um, and yeah, just kind of like, just... A lot, a lot of the time I always, wherever I travel, not just specific to India, I always make sure I'm comfortable because, like, you just cannot travel somewhere without being in comfortable clothes. I know. It does not make for an enjoyable experience. I, I know people are like, oh, but what about the Instagram picture? I'm like, I do not care. I'm, I'm the same uh, way. It's like I'm comfortable just, shoes, comfortable clothes. Yeah. Let's do this thing because I want to enjoy it. Yeah, you cannot enjoy it if you're thinking about how this dress is, like, riding up. Or yeah, get, no. Like, no. So, yeah, I just think... I just a lot of the time I lived in leggings on the because we get on and off a coach and I was just like always in leggings and the Maggie tea and yeah just but I just I didn't I didn't notice it that's an interesting question yeah hmm. okay well I think we answered it um, going back to social media you have a following of over two hundred thousand followers <laughs> do you think social media has had more of a positive impact on your life and lifestyle or negative or what do you what do you think of that because sometimes I think it has definitely affected my mental health in a weird way yeah but what do you think I I, I think um it has had a positive impact in my life because I've definitely found a community of people and made some incredible friends through it. Yeah, um, that's one. That's so true. Yeah, so many friendship. friends. Yeah, yeah. It just you kind of get you. It's like a magnet. It draws you to people that you're similar with. Like yep. you begin to watch someone who shares their life, and you're like, I do that, or I enjoy reading that, or and it's just like you start to have these common interests and you start chatting, and then all of a sudden you're at dinner with them, and you're like, I love you. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like it's nice. It draws you to people that you have similar interests to you. I definitely know what you mean about the oversharing um, and kind of like having people, having to be responsible to people. Yeah. And having to ensure that you, I just, I genuinely care about people on the, I, like for me, I, f- I feel very like people are my friends and I know people have um, different opinions on that because people are like, you can't be friends with people you don't know. But I do feel like I talk to a lot of the same people all the time and like, um, I just feel, I, I hate the term of thinking someone is like a follower or at the, which I find absolutely hideous, but the term fan, which I think is just vile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just love to get to know people and that people share their experiences with me and like, I do think there are times when I definitely need a break from it because yeah. I find myself at burnout stage where I'm just like, I cannot give any more. And especially because of the nature of the kind of messages that come through to me, some of them can be quite heavy and I, I'm not professional um, 
I don't have all the answers to everything. And one time I upset people because I shared a political view um, and um, I'm extremely liberal and it was during the general elections and that didn't necessarily go down too well. Mm -hmm. But I'm not ashamed of that. I do think people should be open and like use their platforms in the right way. So uh, that was one thing. But also um, people can get upset if I don't reply to them in time. Yes, that's so true. That's really hard because I have hundreds of messages and it's not like me being like, oh, I'm so popular. Everyone messages me. But obviously, I have like the I have my DMs open um on the stories as well. Yeah. So obviously and people reply when you're doing something on your stories and then you get this this huge upheaval mm-hmm. of messages. And it takes me sometimes weeks to get through them. And then I've had one person that wrote to me and I think she unfollowed me in the end, but she basically was like, I thought you were someone different. Exactly. Um and that I could message you. And I was really upset. I actually cried about that because I was like, I felt so awful like I had really let her down. And it was like my friend and Dan said to me, like, you cannot, you cannot be, like, everything for everybody. Yeah. Like, you can't, you're not, you're not that. Like, you can't be there every single day for everybody. And this person had wrote something quite personal about their, like, body image issues and stuff. And yeah. I, when I replied, I was like, I'm so sorry. She never got back to me, but I'd, like, answered everything that she done. And I'm so sorry. But, like, I was like, I do have a life. At the time I had another job. I mean, you know, I've always worked two jobs. Um, and dealing with that and taking on, all of that was quite hard and um yeah so yeah it, it, I love it it's like the best thing that's ever happened to me job wise it's given me a career it's allowed me to work within the fashion industry it's given me a platform to use my platform for good and it's given me incredible opportunities to travel um and to share the message of like self-love self-confidence but equally yeah it's it, it can be tough there's a balance there is for a sure. balance yeah well since you are the queen of body positivity i know that you just launched the confidence corner yeah i need to get back on what do you it, mean you're not doing it anymore i am i am doing it so basically it's my other page which i wanted to use like a page where i could uplift and share people and like and it was less about sharing me because like I, that's one thing i will say about social media like it can be quite a vapid narcissistic place for mm-hmm. people and i am sometimes like i just do not want to see my face again i don't want to hear myself speak i'm done with <laughs> myself you do talk a lot I Kelly. do talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry um, I but, love it uh, <laughs> but um, yeah so I just start, started this page where I wanted to talk about other people and have people share their stories of confidence and it wasn't necessarily just about body positivity but a be- place to talk about all areas of confidence like confidence in motherhood in business in life and everything and so I use that page to share different stories and um yeah, I just love it. It's just, I love going on the page and looking at just the amazing diversity that is in our world and um, the stories people share are just uplifting and incredible. So, yeah. yeah. Well, just kind of going back to, um, you know, body confidence and yeah. all that stuff. What I know you probably get asked this question a lot, but what would you say to younger people or anybody who's just struggling right now? Um, to younger people I would definitely tell people that it gets better when you're young everything's heightened everything feels worse than it is and uh, you know you like absolutely be in your feelings about it and allow yourself to experience that and go through that stage but if I could go back and tell my younger self I would just say you know what it just like what feels hard now just will not be hard when you're older like Mm -hmm. life is just it's hard to believe at the time it is it's so hard to believe and um, I also just say that your body is constantly going to change. Like, you have to get that in your head, all of us, every single one of us, that in all stages of our life, from now until we are old, our bodies are going to change, and it's a normal process. And it's actually a process of of just of grace. I think people should be extremely lucky. To grow old is such a privilege. And, you know, I think your body changes as you get older. When you start hitting 30 and 40, you know, my my boobs are so saggy now. Like, when I looked at myself back, like, when I was in my early 20s, I, I had brilliant perky boobs and now they're saggy but I love my saggy boobs like you just have to embrace yourself at all stages and um and just realize it's incredibly normal for your body to change and that that you shouldn't be scared of that change it's just part of yeah absolutely and I think as well I always try to tell myself and remind myself that being negative about myself isn't helping anything no it's in my own head it's messing with me and myself only it's just not getting me anywhere. Um, we actually have another question. We've got so many questions for your right. episode, so I'm just going to go through them now. Um, so here's the next one. Hi, Estee. I'm Emma. So I had a question. I'm quite tall and thin, 
and most of my friends envy me for my looks even though I do have a lot of insecurities like everyone else stretch marks satellites and sometimes it's a bit annoying as everyone is like oh you're perfect and I don't feel like being perfect so it's annoying as it gives me the feeling that I cannot complain which is annoying yeah I have this I've this is such an a good question because um as mentioned earlier on it, everyone goes through it everybody goes through body image issues and i think it's so important that everybody is allowed to be in their feelings about themselves yeah and accept that they are going through something i don't think it's about you know censoring people who are smaller i think the com- there's there's definitely a conversation to be have i it's complicated but it's talking about like body privilege and kind of i always say to people um, think about how your body is represented. If you can go into Tesco and look at a magazine stand and you can see everybody that looks like you on that magazine stand, it it's not that your body is not, you that you can't have issues. It's just that your body is still acceptable when it's all finished and done with. You're, you can be in your fiends, but then when it comes to it, your body is still accepted by society. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you can feel the way you feel. That's fine. And you and there's nothing wrong with it either. You know, like I said, you just, you just said that like, she has Sally. Like, she has, those are normal things. I always think it's not about censoring people from having these open conversations. It's just about how we have the conversations to say what... It's not like a, It's not like a kind of oppression olympics is is such as like who's got it worse but it's just like being open to the understanding of like a smaller person might be able to navigate their life easier yeah they don't necessarily ex- will ex- experience um abuse in the street like someone who's my size mm-hmm. or you know have issues getting on a flight and that yeah that doesn't mean that there's no that you can't have those feelings and have those experiences happen to you it's just how you choose to share them right. um, and I do think you can share them with your friends and you should talk to your friends about that and say hey hang on can I actually is it is it, like why can't I have a conversation about it but it's just you know having that open understanding and not being afraid to talk to your friends because if there's if there's anybody you can talk to it should be your friends mm-hmm. but yeah so. I mean it's yeah at the end of the day all feelings are valid yeah. and if you are feeling something you can, I just I hate this thing where it's like well I feel this but I shouldn't really feel this because I it could be so much worse yeah. well if you're feeling something and you're struggling with something it has to be dealt with yeah you know? So true. Okay, here's the next question, which I think is kind of interesting. Hi, Stan Kelly. My name is Horik. I'm from Belgium, and I'm currently living in the Netherlands. Um, I kind of have two questions. The first one is about how you view body image with men, how you see the differences between body image uh, with men and women. And my second question is about how you see body image and body confidence really in the light of um sports and doing sports for yourself and how it has influenced you maybe in a positive or maybe in a negative way i hope you guys have a great day love you so let's talk first about body image in men so interesting um because i think it's it's like people ignore the fact that men have body issues um because people it's, it's almost like the patriarchal assumption that men just don't have it because they just they but they do because they also suffer with it and they have to go through it as well. But I think it's it's so interesting the the polarizing polarizing difference between how fat women are treated and fat men are treated. Like if a a plus size man is put on the front of M, NME or something, it's like I don't know if they would get the same amount of abuse mm. as if a plus size woman was but that again it doesn't take away from the feeling of like a person feeling confident about themselves I don't think there's enough people speaking up about plus size men and Mm -hmm. um, bigger men and kind of body images in men I'm not talking specifically plus size people I'm talking about men across the board but I think that comes down to the fact that men aren't willing to share their share their emotions about that Mm. um I like I know even my own husband like he always jokes he's like I've got a dad bod and I'm like I love my husband's body and I think he's incredible but and it makes me sad that he's like oh you know I think I wish I was more muscly or and I'm just like we're it's it's like it's happening even to men like the beauty standard seeps in like everybody has to look like David Beckham it like men have to look like David Beckham or you know they're 
trash and it's like no it's just yeah. it's so messed up um so yeah i definitely think there's a conversation to be had about that um and i just there are some really um amazing plus size um and male body posi influencers out there i can send you a list of them i don't yeah. pull them off my ha- off the top of my head but i can definitely send them over um and they're a great place to start because they actually are having these open conversations about these things. Um, I'm loving seeing ASOS. They ASOS have like bought more kind of like they've actually used um, a variation of models, including men, and they have a plus size um, like plus size male section on ASOS. And I love the diversity they use on there. So it's kind of like normalizing just average size bodies and just the bodies that are represented in our society yeah, um, and normalizing that. I mean, going back to men talking about their feelings and their bodies, we just live in a society where it's very difficult for men to feel comfortable doing that. It's really sad. So I should probably get a plus size man on here. You really should. I really should. Um, And then let's talk about sports as well. Sports. So... Um, I actually did an amazing kind of campaign with Nike. You did Nike. Nike. They corrected me. Sorry, I keep always. Is it Nike or Nike? I say Nike. It is, but British people say Nike. No, we say Nike, and (laughs) I don't know why, but I just feel like I don't. I think Nike is with a Y, but they told me when I met with them, went for um, for, like coffee and stuff, and they were like, "It's Nike." Okay, thank God we cleared that up. Confirmed. (laughs) The people at the top have confirmed. Um, But I did a uh, campaign with them because they extended their um, training and active wear to up to size 3x which is uk 32 and um i was just so incredibly honored to be part of that because i do think there's just not enough active wear for plus size people um and um it's sad because we get a lot of abuse for promoting obesity and being obese but yet if people want to go to the gym and find you know find a way to kind of take part in well-being and wellness they're excluded. Mm-hmm. So it's really frustrating. And I struggled a lot before going to the gym because I felt like I was judged and that people didn't take me seriously. And also just my ability versus other people, like how fit I was versus other people. You know, going into a class where I was the biggest person, like specifically in yoga, I really struggled with yoga. That's so sad to me because yeah. I love yoga so much oh. and that is not how it should be. Yeah. And actually when I was in there, I went, went to a class in Putney and I was in the yoga class and I was struggling with some of the moves. And at and I kept like getting really stressed about it. And when he, I came over, I kept saying, "Oh, because of my size and because of my size." And at the end, he pulled me at, at, at back, and he was like, "I'm going to show you some additional like ways to do this." Mm-hmm. And then he like told me off. Basically, he was like, "Yoga is not about size." And he was like, "Yoga is for everybody." Exactly. And he was like, "And it's not about the moves. It's about the feelings and pro- processing and it's breathing." Yes. And, you know, and it kind of really shook me and was like, actually, I just have this perception of what I can and can't do. And there's nothing wrong with having to make adjustments for your personal your personal ability or shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been like, a, that was a kind of journey I went on. And also even with running, like I, I realized that I didn't actually like running. And I, I think it's so important because I think people always like push forward this, oh, you have to be a runner or you have to do this. No, find something that works for you. What works for me is boxing. I love boxing. I know you do co-box as well. Yeah. I want to come with you. Oh, please. I literally think we should go together. Yes. But I used to go to a, a a, a boxing gym in um, Brixton called Miguel's Boxing Gym. It's like an old man's boxing gym and I loved it in there. I used to do a class on a Saturday and it's like a really inclusive space. And I remember the first time I did it, I was no exaggeration I vomited outside I was like I cannot and I was like I'm so embarrassed and like the trainer was just like you're not the first person to vomit and you're not going to be the last person to <laughs> yeah. vomit in a boxing class like it's fine and I just think it's about like t- being okay with um, embracing just try again trying things yeah. and not letting people's judgment get in the way because at the end of the day like if you want to if you want to exercise for your personal well-being not even for weight loss i'm talking about well-being as in like your mental health your strength your ability just feeling good in yourself like nobody should be excluded from that um i really did you ever see that um this girl can campaign yes i just, did i love it i love it too um and it's just oh it's just so inspiring and i just love that so let's definitely go boxing together oh 100% but you know sports is so interesting to me because when i was growing up i had really low self esteem i was overweight And I was so intimidated by any sort of physical activity because I didn't have the same abilities as everybody else. So I found it really, really stressful. And honestly, the journey of getting to the point where I can go to a boxing class, like, 
every single time I do it, I just like still can't believe it. And it's just, why is it so hard to get out of your comfort zone? It's so hard. It's so hard because another thing, this is why I challenge as well, it's like we need to start seeing more diversity in advertising, even with sportswear. Like I feel like people think wellness. um, I actually started another page, another another one of my many pages I have, which is called Wellness Hour Way, which is an inclusive wellness page to discuss well-being and wellness in that isn't all about Acai bowls. What were they called? Ac- how do you say them? Things? What's the word? Acai bowls. Oh, acai bowls. Acai, acai, acai something. Like anyway, that. I don't eat them bowls, either. Smoothie shit. Smoothie um, bowls. Smoothie bowls. And like, I think everyone has this perception that it's like green smoothie drinking, yoga wearing, slim, beautiful, blonde people that are the only people that do yoga or the only people that do exercise. And it's like, no, that's not true. Yep. But again, we only see that on the covers of like sweaty Betty or women's fitness and mm-hmm. all those things. And it's like, that's not. That's not the world we live in. It's not realistic. It's not true. And when we see more of that, and that's what's what's normalized to us, that encourages this kind of underlying confidence issue of people because they feel like, well, I don't look like that, and I'm not want to go to the gym if everyone looks like that, and I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's what you said you felt like, and it's like it's not good. Yeah. I totally agree. We need to start representing people. Well, speaking about um, fashion and representation, what are some of your favorite fashion brands that are really getting it right? Um, I think ASOS has always been a main driver in terms of providing the amazing fashionable clothes that are stylish, that are literally sometimes just sized up from their main range. I love that. And they also use really good models and like realistic models. Um, I really like River Island Plus. They do some really nice clothes. Um, My friends in America, Gabby and Nicolette, created their own brand called Prem, which is a plus size um, style, uh, plus size fashion brand. And they do some amazing um, items. That stuff that you just wouldn't necessarily get in plus size fashion usually. Right. Um, who else is doing good? Um, I haven't really worn New Look in a while, but I got a really nice jumpsuit from New Look yesterday. It's, it's, it's very limited. I was talking about this yesterday to someone about how I just cannot go on the high street and find clothes because they just there is nowhere that sells it anymore. Like most brands have pulled their plus size collections off the high street and the majority and the rest of the high street just don't suck above a size 18. So yeah. I, I'm just, I don't have the option to go to the high street, wow. um, which is quite sad. And it's been my experience since I was young. Um, so that sucks. But um, yeah, so I get most of my clothes online, but uh, right. yeah, it's annoying. You're going to have to start a brand. I, yes, let's do that. Yeah. Anybody who's listening and that wants to offer me an investment fund, <laughs> call me on the hotline. So before we kind of wrap it up, I just want to talk about self-care and what you do to really just... Ah. Oh, I just live for your self-care, so I, I just follow what you do, baths. I just take baths. I, li- I cannot <laughs> wait to see your bath come in now. Oh, my God. It's in. I had a bath last it's night. In. It's oh in. Oh, my God. It's in. It's in. It's you in. did not put it on Instagram. I didn't because, honestly, it was so glorious. Just I just didn't want my phone around. I was like, I just want to get in this tub. Oh, it's beautiful, I Kelly. Oh, I'm coming over. <laughs> you should come over. Um, but self-care. Yeah, yeah you what do, do you do? I, I am... When it comes down to it, I'm pretty basic with my self-care. I don't fuss and, and faff around. My bit, my self-care is like a duvet day watching Grey's Anatomy yeah. on repeat. Um, and I just switch my phone off. Um, I, I, lo- I wish I was like, oh, I read and go for all- I mean, I don't. I just don't do that. I literally watch Grey's Anatomy all day. Grey's Anatomy kills me. I can't even watch oh, it. It's weeping. But I just like <laughs> love a good cry. And I think crying so therapeutic and cathartic. God, so, I know. Yeah. I do love a f- good face mask um i just make sure i get i love a day and afternoon nap like oh. i think that's just oh in the sun in the sun oh my god oh my god with the <laughs> curtains open and yes. the sun on your face and just like in bed it's just the best thing ever you need to come to my flax all my i don't know if you saw yesterday on my instagram but all of my rooms are off a garden now so every morning this week with the weather being amazing i've opened up my bedroom door led in bed oh. and have my bowl of weetabix oh sounds just amazing living. can i just come over and have a nap yeah, and a snack nap together naps and snacks <laughs> um, um yeah, loved it. So you said you like face masks, but what are some of your favorite beauty products? I know you love It Cosmetics. I do love It Cosmetics CC cream. It's like the ultimate. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I should have shares in them because I just yeah. love them. We all want shares <laughs> in It Cosmetics CC I cream. I just love them so much. I think it's just like the makes my skin amazing. Um, I've really start, I've started using Drunk Elephant recently. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. It's good, really good. And do you remember when we did that um, Lynn... 
May Lindstrom. May Lindstrom, that's yeah. right. Sorry, Lynn something. Yeah. That stuff is magic. The honey mud mask? I didn't get the honey mud in my bag, but I got, I got the exfoliating mask. Oh, that's one. good. That's really good. Girl, we need to get you set up with some honey oh mud. Oh, God. Because d- we, we d- tried it and I was like, this is just yeah. unbelievable. I don't know whether I dropped... I'm scared that I like dropped it somewhere. You know when you have like, I don't know what's happening. I'm sure you can I get saw. a hookup. But um, <laughs> just absolutely love her range of products. Yeah. Um, what else do I like? Um, what perfume do you wear? Ooh, um, today I'm wearing a Zat. Is it called Zadig and um, oh, Voltaire? Voltaire, yeah, Voltaire. Um, it's I, it's quite a masculine scent, but I really like it. I forget what it's called now. Oh, all right. Well, it's we really can just nice. imagine it. And in our I heads. also wear Gucci Bloom. Mm-hmm. I don't normally do wear it very well with florals. I think I don't hold floral scents very well. Like it's actually scientifically proven that some people just don't have the ability to hold a um, like a floral scent. Like it doesn't last very long on their skin. Wow. I know. So I need a more musky, like deep. Yeah, like scent, a real urr. A real. Um, So So what's next for you, Callie? What is next? What are the dreams? Uh, The dreams are, um, well, I just want to keep traveling. I I just really find, I really found myself in traveling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just, I love traveling. I love sharing my travels. I love um, kind of sharing my experience. You have an Instagram with your husband about traveling. I do, yeah. Yeah. It's called Home and Away With Us. um, I keep getting fan accounts from Home and Away, the the Australian TV show. Right. I think it's that, but it's not. It's Home Uh, and Away With Us. Us. Yeah, so it's like stuff in London and then stuff away. Um, and it's just all of our travels um, together, um, which I love. And we're traveling again to LA for my 30th birthday on the 14th of March. And um, the big 3-0. And then to Mexico, we're doing a, a road trip down the Pacific Coast of Mexico. Oh, such so, a dream. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, travel is definitely on the cards. Also, my own pod. Yeah. Would you come on my pod with me? I mean, yeah, I want to be your first guest. Oh my God, you have to, because I just feel like you're just going to be a confident sunshine <laughs> bubble. Um, and yeah, I just feel like now I want to just rename it The Pod. I think you really, really should. <laughs> I, just, I think just... you should do a podcast. Absolutely. I, yeah, I talk a lot, guys, if you notice. Um, but um, I just, I would love to do a, a podcast because um, there's so much I have. I want to say but actually less like what I want to say and I want to hear some more what other people want to say which I love interviewing people so I definitely want to do that and I would absolutely love to have my own fashion collection yeah either independently or with a brand like a capsule collection mm-hmm. um and yeah I just want to just keep being happy and just sharing yeah. the love you know oh my gosh Callie well thank you so much for coming on my show I'm sure everyone listening is it. absolutely in la la love with you oh my god I love that you said la la love I love that <laughs> Well, my last name is Lalonde, so sometimes I'm like, la, 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 la. So it's Lalonde. I say yeah. Lalonde. Well, you can say it if you want to make me, like, so cool. I know, but cool. it's like, sounds French, you like, <laughs> It's Lalonde, but I, I don't it. know. Or sometimes, like, you know, French people say Lalonde. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> anyway, where can people follow you? At Kelly Thorpe? Is yeah, that- at Kelly Thorpe on my Facebook, my Instagram, and Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I find it too stressful on Same. there. Got rid of it. Couldn't, couldn't, ha- couldn't, couldn't deal. Two negative vibes there, babes. Oh. I exited that. So that's <laughs> the self-care. Get rid of Twitter. Um, so, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. And then I've, I will additionally send you other areas. My conf- The Confidence Corner is also another yep. fun page to follow. Um, but, yeah, just hanging out on the internet. Amazing. Well, thank you so, thank you so much. much. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sure, like I said, you absolutely love Callie just as much as I do. I just want to like hang out with her and take naps with her and squish her and have Weetabix with her because she's just so cute. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a little rating on iTunes if you're feeling generous.